Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Babies and Boundaries podcast. My name is Maddie, and I am on a mission to change the culture around postpartum. I am here to validate new mom's experiences, help you set and enforce boundaries around your baby, and to protect and promote the mother-baby bond. Join me each week as we dive into these topics. It is time for another Ask Maddie episode. Welcome back to the Babies and Boundaries podcast. This week we have another installment of the Ask Maddie series. This is where my lovely followers send in their advice requests and I read their emails and offer my advice and commentary. I think this series is helpful for a couple different reasons. One, obviously to share my advice. Two, to help women who might be going through a similar situation feel validated. And three, maybe you're just here for the tea. Maybe you love some good unhinged extended family drama. Whatever your reason for being here, I'm super happy you're here. And without further ado, let's get into the emails. Hi Maddie. First off, I love your content. It has really helped me in validating my feelings and setting boundaries, so thank you for that. I would really appreciate your advice on where to go from here because I am at my wit's end with my mother-in-law. My baby is now six months old and she doesn't treat her like she is a person. She thinks she is a possession and a shiny new toy to play with. The thought of having to have my baby around her gives me crippling anxiety now. From their very first meeting, she didn't respect me or baby. After a traumatic labor ending in a C-section, she turned up at the hospital like it was her quote right to meet her grandbaby. And she grabbed my sleeping baby out of the bassinet, exclaiming she must hold immediately, then proceeded to try to wake her so she could quote see what color her eyes were. She brought an uninvited friend there and proceeded to have a big catch-up and made it all about her. When she sees her now, she snatches her out of my arms the moment she sees her, despite being asked to give my baby time to warm up to the situation. And she never asked how I am. Every time this has caused my baby to get upset, not surprising, being snatched out of their mother's arms with no warning. My mother-in-law then continues to try to console her and is never keen to hand her back when I ask her to hand me my crying baby. She isn't gentle with supporting her neck and whizzes her around like a toy, despite being told to be gentle with her every single time. I have heard her say things behind my back like, oh, she never brings the baby around to see me, among many other things. I send her photos and videos of my baby, but she hardly ever responds to me. But I have recently found out she then goes and sends these to her friends, making it a big deal of, oh, look at my granddaughter. All of this has built up such a resentment against her for me that I just don't want her to be around my baby anymore. I absolutely dread any time we have to go see her, and I just don't know where to go from here. Also, I just want to add that my husband and her don't have a great relationship because she has never been a caring mother towards him. He fully agrees with my feelings too and would support me in whatever I choose to do. Well, first off, I'm so glad that your husband supports you and is going to back you up in whatever decision you make. Having support from your partner can truly make or break these situations. And I really think that last part of the email just gives it all away as to why these things are happening. Your mother-in-law sees your child as a do-over. Your mother-in-law feels guilty about the way she raised your husband and is now looking to have a do-over with her grandchild. This seems to be a very common theme that I see in a lot of messages. And I truly think it's a pretty widespread problem that a lot of grandparents look at their grandchildren as a do-over. So it's great to hear that your husband is aware of his mom's behavior and is going to support you. 
but I can completely understand why you have these feelings of dread and anxiety when it comes to interacting with her. I really think that we would not have these problems if society just understood what a baby was, right? Like if your mother-in-law understood that your baby was a fragile mother dependent being, I promise you she would not be whisking her around. I promise you she would not be yanking her out of your arms the second you see her. And I just want these grandparents to understand that love and excitement for your new grandchild can absolutely coexist with boundaries and having restraint in these situations. So it may be your desire to grab your grandchild the second they're walking in the door, but you have to restrain yourself and understand that it's objectively not what is best for baby in that moment. That baby needs time to warm up to the environment and to a new situation. Mom and dad are baby's comfort and security. It also seems like your mother-in-law views your child as some sort of emotional fulfillment. You laid it out very clearly in the email. She absolutely views her grandchild as a toy. Not only is this dynamic not healthy for you, obviously because these situations are giving you anxiety and making you feel incredibly uneasy, as they should. These situations are not good for our children either. Children should not have the pressure to fulfill adults' emotional needs and voids, right? Not even from their own parents. And so if this situation were to continue on and your mother-in-law would continue this behavior, your child would grow up and have this really weird pressure to fulfill grandma's emotional needs and voids. That's not fair to a child. Children are not responsible for fulfilling adults' emotional needs and voids. So in this situation, I think there absolutely needs to be a sit-down conversation with your mother-in-law. And I think primarily your husband needs to be the one bringing these things to her attention. Maybe bring some notes if you wanna remember all the things you want to say, because I know sometimes in these situations, the heat of the moment can make you forget all the points you wanted to bring up. And really the only thing you can do is convey how she has upset you and what the boundaries will look like going forward. And with a person like this, there has to be boundaries with very clear outcomes. And so you or your husband need to tell her, hey, mother-in-law, if you continue to whisk my baby around and treat her like a toy, you are not going to be able to hold her anymore. It is in my child's safety and best interest for her to not be treated this way, especially as a young baby with no head and neck control. You could set another boundary like, if you try to grab my baby the second I walk in the door, we're gonna turn around and go home. And when it comes to people like the one in the story, Sometimes boundaries, unfortunately, just don't work. And so if you have the conversation with her and you give her a trial run to see how she reacts to these boundaries, if she's not budging, if this behavior is continuing, this is when you could think about going low or no contact. I think you could start by cutting back visits and see how things play out after that. Judging by this email, I don't have all the confidence that she's going to have a great reaction to these boundaries. And so again, I'm just really happy that your husband is on board. And if you have to make that decision that is in the best interest of you and your child and your husband, all the power to you and I am sending you all the strength and good vibes. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This next story says, hi there, I wanna start by saying how much I love your videos. They're literal gold. So helpful and make me feel like I'm not alone or crazy with trying to have boundaries in place around my child. So sweet. 
I'd love to get advice on my situation with my mom. Since before my toddler was born, October of 2022, my mom has not liked my decisions around basically anything to do with my child. We didn't have anyone at the hospital when he was born. This was very upsetting to her and she still hasn't let it go a year later. We don't really have a close relationship and I knew she wouldn't be supportive during the delivery, my C-section. We did, however, have my family over the day we got home from the hospital. So she still got to see him at three days old, but that wasn't good enough. I don't feel like I had support from her from the beginning. Our parenting styles clash. She hates my boundaries, specifically around no kissing. It's my fault she feels like my son, quote, doesn't know her. She would either hold him for a couple minutes then pass him off to one of my sisters or take him from me then run off with him. I feel like she wants him to love her over me and because he doesn't, she hates me for that. I feel like her main goal is to keep him away from me as much as possible when she's around. This obviously bothers me, so I tried stepping back, gray rocking a little, because she also refuses to comply with our no kissing rule. She has said in front of me to my baby who was about four months at the time, quote, I know this will make your mom mad, but I'm going to do it anyway, and then kisses him. She has also told my older sister when my baby was four months old that it would be fine if she spanked my son if he was being bad, because quote, what the parents don't know won't hurt them. <laughs> then she proceeded to push me to let her babysit. I have reminded her multiple times of our boundaries of no kissing, as well as explained myself to my sister and my brother, but my mom still has no idea why I do not want to talk to her or be around her. My husband has had conversations with both my parents as well, trying to explain why we're upset with her, which solved nothing and made all the parties more angry. My mom has stopped trying to communicate with me because I'm not caving into what she wants. She thinks because she can't kiss my toddler, I'm keeping her from loving him. Instead, she's going through my husband, but also being emotionally manipulative and he's had enough as well. I honestly feel like it's been a way more stressful postpartum than it should have been. We're so exhausted with having to deal with all of this for the past year and we just want peace. Oh man. <laughs> First off, I am so sorry that you are receiving this type of treatment from your own mother. I know a lot of us conventionally think about these situations involving in-laws, but a lot of women do struggle with their own parents. And I think that's just such like a deep level of betrayal when it's coming from your own parents, you know, the people who raised you, the people who are supposed to have your back no matter what. So truly, I'm so sorry that your mother is treating you this way. To me, your mother sounds like she is emotionally immature. If you haven't heard of the term emotionally immature when it comes to describing a parent, they have very similar traits to a narcissist, but are a little bit different. So some signs that you might have an emotionally immature parent is somebody who does not understand or respect any boundaries, someone who is very controlling, poor impulse control, right? This definitely describes a situation with kissing your child. She somehow can't control herself in that aspect. And these people also tend to always make things about themselves. And the truth is when it comes to dealing with and trying to rationalize with an emotionally immature parent, it's incredibly difficult, if not impossible. It absolutely blows my mind that this person would expect you to leave your child alone with them when one, they can't control themselves to not kiss your child when you've asked repeatedly. It's like if they cannot control themselves to not kiss your child when you've asked them repeatedly, what else are they going to not be able to control? right? What happens when your toddler has a temper tantrum and they feel angry about it and they lack any impulse control? Are they going to hit your child? Oh wait, she actually did say she wanted to hit your child. She said she wanted to spank your child, which is such a bizarre thing for a grandparent to even want to do to their grandchild. I've gotten a couple of messages from people who have had to have conversations with their parents or in-laws about not spanking their child. First off, I am anti-spanking for parents to begin with. I don't think children should be hit as a form of punishment, but it's incredibly strange 
strange to me that a grandparent would want to spank their grandchild. That is just incredibly strange to me. <laughs> and so yes, your feeling of not wanting to leave your child alone with this woman is more than valid. This does not seem like a healthy adult for your child to have in their life. And this can be an incredibly hard decision to go low or no contact with your child's grandparent for so many reasons. Obviously in this situation, it's your own mom. So that's going to come with grief in itself. And you know, at the end of the day, we want our children to have healthy grandparent relationships. We want our children to have these supportive people in their life. But unfortunately, some situations, it's just not possible. And so out of best interest for you and your husband and your child, low or no contact, probably more on the side of no contact seems like the best move in this situation. Because as you say in your email, you know, you have tried to explain these things to her, but unfortunately, emotionally immature or narcissistic parents are not people that you can just have a conversation with and get them to understand things. It is like talking to a brick wall in circles. I'm so sorry that your postpartum experience has been, like you said, just way more stressful than it needed to be at the hands of somebody who is really supposed to be your biggest cheerleader and your biggest advocate. Trust me, I know the hurtful feeling that comes along with just so desperately wanting someone to understand and change their behavior and they don't. And it's really disappointing and it comes with, you know, this sense of grief. But I think this is a decision that you're going to look back on five, 10 years in the future and think, you know, it was really difficult to have to make distance from my own mother, but ultimately that was the right decision. And now we can always give people space to change, right? We can always give people an opportunity to change. We can communicate our boundaries and what we would like things to look like going forward, but ultimately it is their responsibility to change. It is not our responsibility to change anyone. And if they don't, that's when we have to think about what is best for me and my family and my peace and my sanity. All right, last story. Hi Maddie, I have to admit, it feels, a it feels a little strange reaching out to someone I haven't met like this, but your posts and podcasts have made me feel so understood and empowered, so I figured it was worth the risk. I definitely have a unique family situation, so I apologize for any confusion as I try to explain my dilemma. For context, I am a first-time mom due in early 2024. My husband is truly my best friend, but we are very young, both in our early 20s, so preparing to have a baby so early in lives is something we've been taking very seriously. I think it's important to tell you that my husband's father has sadly passed away and we went no contact with my father before finding out we were expecting. He is a domestic violence threat who abused my mom, sibling, and me growing up and my husband and I have not regretted that decision for one second. My parents are no longer together so being in contact with my mom but not my dad hasn't been an issue. This means even though our parents are all fairly young to be grandparents, only the two grandmas will have any sort of relationship with our child. The other important thing to know is that we moved across the country to help my husband's mom after her husband passed away. So we live in very close proximity to her in a long drive or flight from my side of the family. This brings me to my dilemma. My husband and I have thought for a while that my dad was the only source of toxic behavior in my family. However, it has become more and more obvious that my mom has serious issues with pretty much all of our boundaries. Shortly after announcing our pregnancy, we had a short list of boundaries. There was immediate pushback and guilt tripping from my mom about the fact that I did not want her present for the birth and that we were waiting until we are good and ready to have my family out from out of state after the baby is born. Well, our baby shower is coming up and my mom is throwing an absolute fit that my husband and I won't host her. I will be heavily pregnant by the time of our shower and she is coming in town with several family members, expecting us to host in our tiny place that has barely room for the two of us. 
I should mention that we let her know before she made her travel plans that we could not host, but that we would help get her back and forth to the airport and help her find lodging, whether that meant staying with a friend in the area or finding a good Airbnb. She seems to be under the impression that my inconvenience and discomfort for a long weekend are less important than her ability to assert her supposed importance over my fam other family members who are making the trip. Long story short, these are a few examples of what is becoming a very long and clear pattern of disrespectful behavior from her. I want to actually enjoy the birth of my child and time to bond as a family and she's made it clear that my emotions and wishes almost mean nothing to her. How can I get my boundaries across to her more clearly? It seems like she willfully ignores us when she doesn't like our answers. My husband and I will not indulge us any further. We want to nip it in the bud now so that it is not behavior our child grows up around. At the same time, I am hesitant to go no contact with one of the two grandparents my child will have but I think she's causing me far more anxiety than any distant or bumpy relationship my child will have with her. Help. Oh, another story of somebody's own mother. This, again, sounds like an emotionally immature parent. Your mom has obviously endured a lot of trauma. Um, being in a domestic violence situation can, can sometimes halt people's maturity. I don't know how long your mother and father were together, but a lot of times when people go through something really traumatic, their emotional maturing just like stops right there. And so again, the lack of boundaries, the wanting to control things, the refusal to understand where you're coming from, all to me sound like an emotionally immature parent. Her getting really upset about having to find accommodations when coming to visit you just really isn't a rational thing. Um, any normal understanding family member would be accepting of the fact that your place is just not ideal to host multiple people. And I'm in the same situation. My husband and I live in a two bedroom house. We have family from out of state. And so when they come to visit, they always offer to get a hotel. And depending on who's coming to stay, sometimes we do say, no, it's okay, you can take our guest room. But they always offer, you know, because that's just really the reasonable thing to do. My husband and I are actually traveling in a couple weeks to go visit that family if I'm out of state. And we opted to get an Airbnb just because it's easier to have our own space with our baby. And so it's just, I don't know, just the whole asking someone to get a hotel thing. I feel like some people look at it as just like a spitting on them situation like but when you have a small place it's really not your responsibility to host people again i mean if you had like an 8000 square foot mansion yeah i could understand but being super pregnant and having a house full of people just sounds really unappealing also the fact that she is looking at you know your birth and postpartum as being about her right and just refusing to understand where you're coming from and want what's best for you that's just like what i can't rationalize about these stories of you know women struggling with their own mother because like as a mother i want nothing more than what is best for my child and so if my child was telling me hey what is best for me is to have space and privacy postpartum i would be more than happy to accommodate them right because your child should always be your first priority grandchildren are of course a wonderful loving fun addition to your life i don't know i just believe that your children should come first in a way it's good that you know you're seeing these behaviors before your baby arrives so you can adjust accordingly but i totally understand where you're coming from you know your child only has two grandparents left which can be a hard situation because like i've said before we want our children to have those healthy thriving grandparent relationships my advice would be to try to have a conversation with her and i know this is somebody that it's very difficult to get across to but a conversation with very clear boundaries with clear outcomes will be a telling sign of how things need to move forward. 
If you give your mother boundaries and she absolutely refuses to respect them and is truly causing you more anxiety than what it's worth, right? Like you said, is this really worth the relationship that she might have with my child that's distant or rocky? You know, it's one of those risk benefit situations. You sound incredibly mature. I know you said you're in your early 20s, but just from your email, I can tell you were just like a very level-headed, mature person and I love that. And so I really think having these conversations with your mom and laying out the foundation for how you expect things to go will be very telling of what direction this relationship needs to move forward. And again, I just wanna remind you that it is not your responsibility to make people respect your boundaries or to make people change. All you can do is convey your boundaries and the ball is in their court whether or not they want to respect them. All right, guys, that is it for this episode of Ask Maddie. Thank you so much for sending in your requests. If you have an advice request, please email it to askmaddie at outlook.com. It's A-S-K-M-A-D-D-I-E at outlook.com. If you love this video, I would be so grateful if you gave it a thumbs up and left a comment below. Or if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, please give this podcast a five-star review. It helps push it out to more moms who I'm sure need it. I love doing these Ask Maddie episodes, honestly. It just, I hope they're helpful. Like I really do. I hope that they can provide you guys some clarity and some validation. Or like I said, maybe you're just here for the tea, whatever. <laughs> All right, I will catch you guys next week with a brand new episode of the Babies and Boundaries podcast.